You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Today we are continuing with our discourse on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Part 1 was Unity in Diversity. And now this is Unity in Diversity Part 2, subcaptioned Body Works. And no, I am not talking about some fancy massage parlor or some top-of-the-line garage where the cars are taken to be straightened out and returned to pristine condition. You will find out what we're talking about after we come back. Father in heaven, I pray that as I expound on your word, you would prepare the hearts of men and women to receive your word and touch hearts, change lives, and save souls, I pray, in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. We are talking about unity and diversity, part two, subcaptioned body works. We finished off on verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in part one, which says, For just as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so too is Yeshua, Yeshua Hamashiach. Let's go now to verse 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, or have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. And we know that one Spirit is Yeshua. For the body is not one member, but many. Now, if you were to be honest with me, and um, I was to ask you, what would you do if one night you are walking down the road and uh, you see a pair of legs just walking and, and introduce himself to you and say, ah, I am a body, what would you do? I'm certain that you would either faint or you will grow wings and fly away. Let's move on. So we say here in verse 14 that for the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the air shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where was the smelling? But now hath Yahweh set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now, but now are they many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much more these members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. Hmm. So, would your eyes refuse to open and say, well, because I am not the feet, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere today. Well, the feet as strong as, as, as stately and as, as powerful as you are, you won't be going anywhere because you can't see. And if you were only the ears and you didn't need the eyes, <laughs> well, the body would be in big trouble. You see, so we are different parts. We are different members, but we make up the whole. And we, we are to get along in unity. The husband cannot be the wife, and the wife cannot be the husband. The children cannot be the parents, and the parents cannot be the children. 
You get where I'm coming from. Let's move on. The church is a Christian society. The church is a Christian society formed for the members composing it, that each member may enjoy the assistance of all the grace and talents of the other members and the working of Yahweh upon them according to their several gifts and abilities. Did you hear that? Did you hear me? That each member may enjoy the assistance of all the graces and talents of the other members and the working of Yahweh upon them according to their several gifts and abilities. Each one complements the other. Where I am weak, you make up for it. Where I am strong, I will take you along. I would not sit back and look at you fail because if you fail, I fail. Then the whole church fails and Yeshua is not going to fail. He will first weed you out or shake you out of his body because you will not bring down his body. The church is the church is united in the holy bonds of fellowship in order that each member may be benefited by the influence of the other. All are to bind themselves to the covenant of love and harmony. So when one hurt, the other one goes and put a loving arm around them and pray with them. You don't laugh at them or criticize them. No, the eye does not say it's, it's glad because the toe was stumped. When the toe is stumped, the eyes will run water and the nose will run. The head will hurt. Everybody will, will feel the pain. It's a chain reaction. The Christian principles and the graces of the whole society of believers are to gather strength and force in harmonious action. Each believer is to be benefited and improved by the refining and transforming influence of the varied capabilities of the other members, that the things lacking in one may be abundantly displayed in another. All the members are to draw together that the church may become a spectacle to the world, to the angels, and to men. Didn't Yeshua say, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for the other? So if we pull and tear and cuss and tug at each other, what are they going to say about the body of Yeshua? They would laugh at it and Satan will mock because Yeshua said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if Satan's kingdom is, is not unified, then Yahweh's church will be the opposite. It will be filled with unity, the bond of unity, and love will be there. Love will be there, and the angels will be happy to carry the report back to heaven that there's unity in the body of Yeshua. Now, there are five positions in basketball. Let us draw, an, draw the example with basketball. There are five positions in basketball. These positions are employed by all organized or unorganized basketball teams. They are defined as the point guard, the shooting guard, the small forward, the power forward, and the center. Follow me closely. I'm trying to draw an analogy with the body and the basketball team. The point guard is the de facto leader of the team on the court. Do you hear the name Kobe Bryant called or Shaquille O'Neal? or LeBron James, or Michael Jordan? Do you hear those names called? This position requires substantial ball handling skills and the ability to facilitate the team during a play. 
The shooting guard, as the name implies, is often the best shooter as well as being capable of shooting accurately from longer distances. We have seen those long three-pointers and six-pointers. We have seen all those long shots. Oh yes, the small forward often has an aggressive approach to the basket when handling the ball. The small forward is also known to make cuts to the basket in efforts to get open for shots. The power forward and the center make up the the forecourt, often acting as their team's primary rebounders or shot blockers or receiving passes to take inside shots. The center is typically the larger of the two. So now, if the small forward said, he is not the shooting guard, so he's not important to the team, what will happen? Or if the power forward say, he is not the center, or the point guard says, because he's not the power guard, and therefore not putting his best foot forward, what will happen to the team? They cannot succeed. There will be chaos. They will never be winning any championships. So you see, the entire team is one and plays as one, just as when they win, they win for all. And if they lose, they lose for all. What if the outfielder enjoyed what? So you see, and those, we continue from verse 23, and those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor and our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. So if in the church, the person who cleans the church, who is called the janitor or the custodian, does not come out to clean the church, how can the pastor preach from the pulpit when the, when the visitors or the guests and the members are, are uncomfortable because there's trash all over the floor? And when they come from off of their knees from praying, their, their knees are white with the dust. Or what if the bathrooms are smelling that when you're out in the pew sitting down, you can smell the aroma of the urine stench or, 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 or the feces in the toilet? Come on. So the janitor is just as important as the deacon as the pastor, as the choir leader, as the choir members, everybody has an important part to play and none should be looked down upon. So if the if the custodian has a problem, then the bishop should be able to go and sit with the custodian and pray with them and help them along. Am I making sense? For our comely parts have no need, but Yahweh had tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked that there should be no schisms in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. So there's no competition. There should be no competition in the body of Yeshua, for Yeshua is the head. And we are not impressing Yeshua. And if we have a spirit of competition and rivalry in the church, the work will be retarded or we will not get anywhere with the work. And verse 26 says, And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. As I said in a, in a team, whether it is whatever sport you are playing, everybody goes home feeling good that they won. And if they, go, if they lose, everyone goes home feeling down because they lost. And they go and they regroup and they look at the video, they, re, they replay the tape and they look at how they lost the game. 
because no one will feel good to lose. So it says here in verse 27, now you are the body of Yeshua and members in particular. My brother and my sister, each part in each part is interwoven and interconnected in a way that cannot be torn apart. You cannot rip your, your hand off of your body because you don't want to be there because you don't like how the face look or you're jealous with the face. You don't cut off your nose because you're, you're, you're disappointed that the face is getting and the cheeks is getting all of the compliments. You don't cut off your hair because your face is looking pretty. Come on. Each part is interwoven and interconnected in a way that can't be torn apart. You cannot rip your hand off because the hand cannot say, I don't want to be a part of that body anymore because I'm jealous of the pretty face or I'm jealous of the pretty eyes. The legs cannot kick itself in the, bu in the butt and say, I am not going anywhere. I'm going to get amputated because I'm tired of taking around this person who thinks that they are bigger than me. No, that's not how it happens. This is not some future hope that, that Yeshua body is united. Paul's point is that Yeshua's body is always ready, that Yeshua's body is already made up of all of us. The question becomes how well we are connected with one another. We cannot be frowning upon one another. We cannot be criticizing one another, backbiting one another, tearing down one another, undermining the other department. No, the choir members do not fight against the deacons. The deacons do not fight against the, 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 the elders. The pastor cannot fight against the members. What kind of church will that be? The literal translation of verse 18 reads something like, Yahweh put into place the members in the body, each one as he chose. Each part is interwoven and interconnected in a way that cannot be torn off. You, the, the hand cannot rip itself from the body because it is jealous of the face. The nose cannot cut itself off of the face because it wants to spite you. No, the feet will not say, cut me off because I'm tired of taking around this proud, stuck-up person. That is not the case. You see, this is not some future hope that Yeshua's body is united. Paul's point is that Yeshua's body is always already made up of all of us. The question becomes how well we are connected with one another. We have got to love one another. There's got to be unity in the body. We've got to help one another, pray for one another. We don't laugh at one another when they fail. We don't backbite one another. We don't undermine each other. One department does not undermine the other department. You see, the literal translation of verse 18 reads something like, Yahweh put into place the members in the body, each one as he chose. For many of our church communities, this is something to which we must constantly return. Too frequently, the place of people with disabilities in the body is questioned or limited because of their difference. We put them aside because they have a problem with, with, with some handicap and we don't want to use them. We say, oh, they have a speech impediment, so we don't want to use them. Oh, they have a limp in their walk. We don't want to use them. They have a scar on their face. So we don't want to put them up in front. Paul emphasizes that difference is not disqualification. When an eye doesn't walk, or a foot doesn't hear, or an ear does not see, would it for that reason cease to be a part of the body? Notice that the onus 
for belonging is on the body, not on the part. It is the task of the body to recognize the place of belonging. Task of the body to recognize the place of belonging of each part. The part does not come and tell the body it's a part of it. The body recognizes that the part is a part of the body. When we expect every part to act in the same way or contribute the same abilities, we impede the functioning of the body. No, the choir director may not be able to preach. The preacher would not, may not be able to sing. The janitor may not be able to, to pick up the offering. Come on, everybody has a part to play in the cohesive whole of the unity. Oh, my brother and my sister, everybody has a part to play in the body. There's unity in the body. And when there's disunity, the body cannot function. We will not get anywhere. And Yeshua will not allow that to happen because he died for this church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He will weed out the tears. He will, he will get rid of the goats. Yahweh delights in taking people of different backgrounds with different talents and abilities and imparting to them gifts of service. That's why he's a God of diversity. Look at the flowers and look at the butterflies and look at the birds and the fish and look at the different races of people. He is a diverse Yahweh, but yet still a Yahweh of unity. The body of Yeshua is not a homogeneous group of people that are all alike. It is not a country club with people of the same backgrounds who all think the same. It is a dynamic movement of people with different gifts, united in their love for Yeshua and for the scripture, and who are committed to sharing his love and truth with the world. My brothers and my sisters, the members of the body of Yeshua have different gifts, but each one is valuable. Each one is critical to the healthy functioning of the body of Yeshua. Just as the eyes and the ears and the nose have different functions, Functions, but are necessary to the body all gifts are necessary as well as i said before you wouldn't cut off your nose to spite your face so every person plays a part in the church look at an orchestra you think because the person on the trumpet can blow and has a strong set of lungs, he's going to be trumpeting over the rest of the instruments? No, he cannot do that. Neither would the trombone player. Neither would the keyboard. No, they all play along looking at the director, looking at the conductor, and they play an amazing symphony. If you carefully consider the human body, even the smallest parts have a crucial role. You feel because the little toe is small, it is insignificant. That's not how it happens. Consider your eyelashes. What if we did not have something as apparently insignificant as eyelashes? Dust particles would blow our vision. And the resulting consequences could potentially cause irreparable damage. The member of the church who seems the most insignificant is an essential part of the body of Yeshua and has been gifted by the Holy Spirit. When we dedicate these gifts totally to Yahweh, each one of us can make an eternal difference. Let the janitor do not clean the church. 
Let them do not clean the bathroom. When the guest goes in there, when you go in to use the bathroom, you see that there's solids floating in the toilet bowl. You will want to know what is happening. When you get up from kneeling down and praying to your maker, Yahweh, in, in heaven, when you get up and your, your knees and your pants or your, your pantyhose are, are filled with dust and your kneecaps, you will feel terrible about it and you will want a big meeting be held because you will want the janitor be fired. So we cannot discriminate because you feel somebody doesn't have an important part to play in the church. No, that cannot happen. It should not happen. No matter how talented you might be in church, listen to me carefully, no matter how talented you might be, what are the things that you are not very good at but that others in church are? How should this help keep you in your proper place? Can you pray? publicly can you preach can you sing what can you do or what can't you do that somebody else can do can everyone play the part of a pitcher and a catcher then who would be the center field or the right field or the shortstop or the infield or the third baseman no everybody has their part to play and when everybody does their part the team is victorious so it is by Yahweh's orders that his servants have varied gifts. It is by his appointment that men of varied minds are brought into the church to be laborers together with him. We have many different minds to meet and different gifts are needed. Different people in the community are in the church. You have judges, you have educators, you have lawyers, you have doctors, you have governors, and everybody has a part to play to reach these people. And then you have those people who are very simple-minded, people who are very humble, and that you have to bring somebody who can reach them at their level. So every person in the church has their part to play. Yahweh's servants are to work in perfect harmony. I thank Yahweh that we are not all exactly the same. While we are all to have the same spirit, the spirit that dwelt in Yeshua, but we are not all the same because we would have been boring. What a boring world that would be if we all had the same face, if we all had the same height, if we all had everything in common, if all the fish in the sea were the same, if all the butterfly were the same, if all the birds were the same. Oh, come on. Get where I'm coming from now. So the apostle John was not the same as the apostle Peter. Each was to subdue his peculiarities and soften his temperament that they might help each other through belief in and the sanctification of the truth. As all the different members of the human system unite to form the entire body and each performs its office to in obedience to the intelligence that governs the whole, so the members of the church of Yeshua should be united in one symmetrical body subject to the sanctified intelligence of the whole. Subject to the sanctified intelligence of the whole. Everybody coming together for one purpose, unity of body, unity in spirit unity in purpose 
Imagine an organization because the director believe that he or she is on top there. They're going to look down on the, on the, um, the managers and they're going to look down on the supervisors and the supervisors are going to look down on the, on the um, entry-level positions. What is going to happen to that organization? It will be anarchy. It will be chaos. It will be dis a dysfunctional organization. It will fail. So you see, by marginalizing or refusing to embrace the gifts that Yahweh has given each other, we refuse to embrace its beauty or we refuse to embrace the beauty of Yeshua's body in its fullness. Yahweh's imparting of gifts is not contingent on ability but on grace. It is not the ability but it is the grace because Yahweh can use stones to do his work. He don't need you or me. It is his grace for us and grace is unmerited favor. Grace is a gift. It is because of his goodness towards us why he has used us to do his will. It is by the spirit of Yahweh that the work is done not demonstrated in strength but made perfect in weakness so the weakest part in the body Yahweh's strength and his his grace is sufficient for that body part or that member in the body and that everyone will fit in and do their part well the part does not have to push its way in and convince the body it belongs rather the body in love and grace honors all parts and ensures each part finds and shares its gifts so the the member in the church does not have to uh, upset and and force their way in and 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 hold hostage the church and say i am a part of this body and i want to do this i want to do that no the body recognizes the gift in the member and with love give them the position with the aid of the holy spirit and the ministry thus begins so in ephesians chapter 4 it says here but to each, I'm reading verse 7, 12, and 13. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of the gift of Yeshua. Grace was given according to the measure of the gift of Yeshua. Not the pastor, not the board members, not the church, but Yeshua himself. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry, that is, to build up the body of Yeshua until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh, a mature person attaining to the measure of Yeshua's full stature. Do you understand now why the church has different gifts, why there's unity in diversity? Let's look at John chapter 17, verse 21 to 23. Yeshua was praying to his father and he says that they will all be one just as you father are in me and I am in you. I pray that they will be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. So when there is unity in the body of Christ, the world will believe that Yahweh sent his son to us because Yeshua came to bring us to his father. And if there is no unity there, then people want to know, well, why did he come? What was his purpose for coming to the world? And it says that the glory that you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. The glory that you gave to me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be completely one so that the world will know that you sent me and you have loved them just as you have loved me. So the church, the head of the church, Yeshua, 
we are one with him one in body one in unity one in purpose and there should be no isms and schisms in the body when one falls we all fall when they laugh at one they laugh at all and we must be more loving to each other we must pick up the phone and call the members who we see are struggling we must visit them pray with them pray for them tell them i'm praying for you my sister i'm praying for you my brother this is not like an organization where somebody will want to fire another person because they want to feel big and mighty that they fired somebody or they got them out of the job this is not how the church works the church is not like a private organization where there's victimization inside there and there's revenge and there's bad blood that is not how the church is the church is a cohesive unit working together to, to edify the body and to save souls you cannot go out to fight against the kingdom of darkness when there's fighting inside the police cannot be fighting inside with one another and still go out to fight with the public no somebody has got to be unified and the one to be unified is a police organization so that they can be in unity fighting and pulling down criminal elements you see Likewise, the church has got to be together in pulling down the strongholds of Satan and building up the kingdom of Yahweh. Let us pray. Father, today I thank you for your word. I pray that you will help us to stand up for you, to stand in unity in fighting against the forces of darkness. You have given us different gifts so that we may come together as a cohesive unit for the edification of the church and for the building up of the kingdom. Forgive us where we have fallen short, I pray. And may you help us to stay strong. May you help us to stay faithful so that when you will come, we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of my Lord. This is my prayer in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rotown, Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601.